Welcome back to another edition of the Boilers Extra Podcast. Recapping Purdue's win over Northwestern, what it means for the Big Ten West, and beyond. Uh, after the 17-9 victory, and just out of the gate, I'm sure you already know by the time you listen to this, that, and I apologize if my heater makes noise because it's cold. It's really cold. Uh, but Iowa beats Minnesota 13-10. So what does that mean going into next week and produce chances of, you know, as I've said uh, last couple weeks, there's two parts to this whole thing. One is winning a share of the Big Ten West, which Purdue is in position to do. And the other element of all this is um, playing in the conference championship game, which Purdue needs help to do, which they needed help this week. They need help next week. But first, at least with the Big Ten West title, you know, Purdue can win at least a share of the title with a victory at Indiana. And Purdue can hang a banner. It can do whatever it wants to do. You know, if you remember the last time that uh, Purdue, you know, won the Big Ten championship in 2000, it, it tied for that that championship and went to the Rose Bowl and played. And they hung a banner. And Purdue will do the same thing if it beats IU. It will hang a banner, which it should. And in 20 years, no one will know exactly how that banner was achieved. <laughs> And who was achieved against. But that's part one of the whole thing. And then part two is playing in the conference championship game. Purdue would need Iowa to lose to Nebraska on Friday. So uh, by the time Purdue kicks off on Saturday, and as of this time, 7.30 on um, Saturday night, we still don't have a game time. It'll be noon or 3.30 on, on Saturday in Bloomington, but Nebraska would have to beat Iowa and Purdue would have to beat Indiana and Purdue's going to know what, if it has any chance at the conference championship game by the time it kicks off on Saturday because the Iowa-Nebraska game, which is in Iowa City, will be played Friday afternoon. So Purdue's going to know exactly what it has to do, no scoreboard watching necessary, and in the end, if they just end up with a piece of the Big Ten title and they don't go play in a championship game, and I know that everyone has speculated what will happen in the Big Ten championship game, whether it was be against Ohio State or Michigan, that you know Ohio State or Michigan would blow Purdue out of the water, and they'll they would blow. Um, Iowa out of the water as well. Ohio State has already done that. Michigan's already beaten Iowa this year. Uh, doesn't mean it happened again, but uh, but in a way, it would preserve Purdue's season without you know uh, a loss in the championship game. You know, last year Purdue played Ohio State, uh, gave up 59 points, I believe, but scored 30 some. Uh, I just don't see that happening uh, this year. Uh, with, with the type of uh, offense that Purdue has and the injuries that it's suffered and the state of their, their roster going into this thing. So in the end, it wouldn't be a horrible deal not to play in the Big Ten championship game. To me, the biggest thing is, you know, this team set out to 
win a share of the Big Ten West or win the Big Ten West and a you know a conference division championship is a conference division championship whether it's one outright or um, tied so that was the number one goal for this team coming into the year and if they beat IU they will they will do that and that would be mission accomplished for this team yes no one's publicly publicly going to say, yeah, we don't want to play in the conference championship game, you know, but behind closed doors and thoughts to themselves, uh, you know, if, if it doesn't happen, I, I don't think there'll be a, a string of disappointment uh, throughout the program, uh, knowing, you know, what, what they would face, what they would be up against. Um, and again, you know, the Purdue was a decided underdog back in 2018 when they played Ohio State at Ross Aid Stadium. So, a lot of things can happen. Things can change, and I get it. But I, I, I think this will also allow this program, assuming that they beat IU, they would get to eight and four. And I, you know, I think that would probably land them in one of the Florida bowls that the Big Ten has ties with, either the Citrus Bowl or the bowl formerly known as the Outback Bowl. I guess the Citrus Bowl now has a cheese it name to it, which is all great. Free cheese it's for everyone. Uh, so I, you know, I think being eight and four gets them probably to Florida. Now, other other things would have to play out. Other things would have to happen. Uh, number one, how many Big Ten teams get in the college football playoff? Obviously, the winner of Michigan Ohio State next week will be there. Uh, will be one of the teams in the top four. But number one, does the second team? get in if it's a close game and some other things happen with those top four um, and then the loser would probably be one team in the New Year's Six Bowls but would the Big Ten get a second team and that second team would be Penn State you know if the Big Ten just gets one in the college football playoff one in the New Year's Six that would probably drop Penn State or it would drop Penn State to one of those Florida Bowls uh, on New Year, well, it'd be January second. Probably the Citrus Bowl. Now, without looking last year where Penn State went, you know the new bowl system is set up now that they don't do repeat uh, performers. Um, now, I know I know when Purdue went to Nashville pretty close, but it was a new cycle, so things kind of start over when when that happens. Uh, so I, I don't know where Penn State went last year. Uh, to see if Florida is still on the table for them, uh, it, but at ten and two, you know they're not going to drop very far, and they're probably going to be locked into one of those Florida bowls if they don't get into the New Year's Six. If if the Big Ten gets two in the New Year's Six, then you know Purdue's Purdue's going to probably be in one of those two Florida bowl games, um, playing an SEC team. Uh, but if Penn State grabs one of the spots, then, you know, it's going to come down to, uh, you know, Purdue and Iowa, maybe Illinois. Uh, you know, Purdue hasn't been to a bowl game in Florida, I believe, since 2006. Uh, so it's it's been a long time. And that, you know, I, I think that would be something the fan base would be excited about uh, going to, to Florida, you know, a destination that, they haven't been as a as a group <laughs> in a long, long time. Uh, 
you know, regardless of who you're going to play and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, that's uh, that's the scenarios facing uh, uh, Purdue this week as they as they get ready for the bucket game. And, you know, Purdue played another close game today. You know, when you look at the close games Purdue has played this season, a lot of it is just based on who they're playing and all that kind of stuff. You know, Purdue has had a small margin for error all year. Uh, it's no secret. But when you get into the games where, you know, the, the other team, you know, is playing at a high level and you're playing at a, at a high level, you know, you expect a close game. But this close game, I, I, I just believe, was inflicted by Purdue. You know, you take, you know, first of all, Jalen Graham and the high-stepping uh, pick six that got called back, you know, that would have put Purdue up, we think, 21-3, to assuming that the extra point was made. In a three-score game against Northwestern, with the type of offense that they have, you know that that would have wrapped up the game, and Purdue might have gone on to win twenty-eight to three or thirty-four to ten or something like that. Uh, but you know, but they, you know, that play alone, which was a selfish play, and I know that the you know everybody's quick to criticize the rule. Like, it's a dumb rule, it's a stupid rule. Yeah, it might be, but it's a rule. I mean, there are a lot of things in life that are dumb and stupid, laws and rules and stuff like that, but they're still rules, and you got to follow them. Yeah, I don't like driving 55 all the time, but it's a rule, it's a law. you got to follow it, you got to obey, and when you get caught and you get pulled over, you got to pay the fine. And Jalen Graham, fully aware of the rule, Maybe not at that moment, but he, he knows. You know, he knows what he can and can't do. And when he starts high-stepping into the end zone, they're going to call it. And they did, and they should have. And Purdue got nothing out of that drive. They didn't get a touchdown. Their offense stalled. They missed a field goal into the win. And they got nothing. It's 14-3 to still. And you're still you still haven't delivered the knockout punch to Northwestern that you needed to to deliver uh, and you know and you go through the third quarter where you only get 34 yards of offense and there was one drive where they took less than a minute off the clock because they threw it twice and then you know it ended up punting so they they took no time off the clock in the third quarter they, they kept allowing Northwestern to hang around and, and it became a very dangerous situation because you were one play away and Northwestern did get the game to 14 to 9 and they missed the two point conversion but you were that close to having it a a field goal game and it was already a one possession game and you put yourself in peril because of all these things so this close game was a result of Purdue, not the result, uh, in my mind, of the other team because they're just not – Northwestern is just not a good team right now. They don't have a good offense. They had a backup quarterback, a walk-on quarterback, excuse me, third-string quarterback at that, I believe that had thrown three passes coming into the game. And, you know, they just tried to run the ball through the Wildcat or just handing it off to Evan Hall. And the fact that they wouldn't throw the ball against Purdue's secondary tells me they have no faith in their passing game. 
because everybody throws the ball against Purdue secondary and usually has success. So that, that you know, it showed me that they, they have no faith at all in their passing game. And, you know, therefore, because if you look at the final drive that they had, where it was, it were seventeen to nine, and they're they're slowly moving down the field. They ran ten straight plays, running plays, before they tried to pass on fourth down, and then uh, uh, Jack Sullivan came up with the big sack to to end basically end the game and, and put them away. But they didn't even want to throw the ball before that time, and I'm not sure they would have thrown it if if Sullivan, you know. You know, if Sullivan doesn't get there, maybe they throw it, but maybe he, he had an option to run. But, but you know, Purdue made this a close game when it should not have been a close game. And, yes, the, the, the wind was a factor. Again, the cold temperatures were a factor. Purdue had success on the ground against the, the worst rushing team and rushing defense in the Big Ten. You know, even without Devin Mockaby, who left in the first series after being escorted to the sidelines by the referee uh, for a medical examination, and Mockaby didn't return. You know, and Purdue lost Gus Hartwig, the center, to probably a season-ending injury. Um, so you're taking out arguably your best offensive lineman, but Purdue still had success on the ground with Kobe Lewis and Dylan Downing. Tyrone Tracy got involved. Uh, so they still generated enough yards on the ground. Um, you know, they didn't, you know, I think O'Connell only threw for 157 yards. He had two touchdown passes, one to Jones, one to Durham. And, you know, the offense didn't do a whole lot today. Uh, but, you know, the defense kind of saved him. Three takeaways in the second half uh, to kind of stop Northwestern. But, you know, Purdue made this a close game on its own. And, uh, you know, that's, that's just something that can't happen. And, you, you know, going to Bloomington, it is going to be a close game because that's just how it's going to be. You know, and Purdue um, is going to get itself in a close game. You know, they don't, they just don't blow out anybody anymore. And, and with the injuries that they've suffered, uh, it, it, it gets down to their depth. It gets into their depth. They don't have a lot of it, you know. Now you're you're without your best offensive lineman. You know we don't know for sure about Mockaby. Um, so uh, you know they're they're <laughs> they're living on the edge right now in terms of injuries and stuff like that. Uh, that it you know when you factor all those things in, trying to play an extra game in the conference championship game with the roster where it's at right now from a depth standpoint you know just it's not it's it's not going to end well it would not end well and but Purdue still has that opportunity if Nebraska can somehow pull off an upset in Iowa City uh you know Nebraska lost to Wisconsin today after leading most of the game um so you know anything's possible I mean mean, Iowa you know has to you know Iowa's not going to generate a lot of offense on its own uh, and in the game against Minnesota, they, you know, Minnesota turned the ball over twice in the fourth quarter, deep in Iowa territory, where were they? One time they were within field goal range, but Mo Ibrahim fumbled, like at the ten, and then um, 
interception while they were driving late in the game. Uh, so, you know, Iowa's defense is going to score or set up their offense to score. Uh, so, you know, Nebraska will have a chance because this will probably be a close game if Nebraska can do anything on uh, on offense. I don't have a lot of confidence in Nebraska's defense, uh, even though it, it held Wisconsin to 15 points today. Uh, and I, I, and I don't know how Wisconsin scored its points. You know, they could have been set up by the defense, could have been set up by some other things. But anyway, got off track there a little bit. But you know, Purdue goes to Bloomington now. Um, you know, I, I, I think you, you know, the, the the defense really played well. Jack Sullivan had the big play. Uh, Kieran Douglas, he was unlikely earlier in the week. I don't think he practiced very much, if at all after getting injured at Illinois, but he, he finished with seven tackles. I know he was helped off the field, or he, he was down on the field at one point in the game, but came back. As I said, he had seven tackles. Uh, Kydron Jenkins, who was injured at Wisconsin, but hasn't missed a game, he had seven tackles and two tackles for loss. Uh, Branson Dean did not play. Uh, it'd be curious, his status now going into the IU game, so the defensive line was able to overcome his absence. You know, Lawrence Johnson forced a fumble. Uh, so it was uh, the defense, you know, played played well. And I know Evan Hall got over 100 yards rushing, but you know, the defense came up with the plays at the right time to, to kind of keep Northwestern from Know, probably doing more damage. So it was a good sign for the defense uh, in this game, and they're going to have to play well against IU. IU scored 39 points today, and I think that was in overtime or double overtime. But um, So IU had some offense today, and we'll see if that carries over to next week, but Purdue's defense is going to have to, to to continue to play well, create some turnovers, and uh, you know, put themselves in a position to make make a lot of stops offensively you know they've they've just got to be better they can be better uh but without knowing for sure who's going to line up and play uh, on saturday you know they'll have enough they'll have enough to get there uh and and, uh, you know i think the offense will will be fine you know a lot of it does depend on weather a lot of it depends on what the temperature is going to be like and and, you know, the winds and all that. And, you know, the last two games at Ross State Stadium, Aiden O'Connell's had more trouble throwing the ball with the wind than he did against the wind. His two picks against Iowa were with the wind. Now, he didn't have a pick today, but he sailed a couple throws with the wind. Um, and that's not, not uncommon. You know, if you're just a little bit off, and the, you know, the wind can take it in different directions. Um but anyway, you know, Charlie Jones will probably still be there. Payne Durham will be there. We'll have other receivers there. Running backs played well today. You know, when Mockaby went out, Kobe Lewis had a good game of, uh, of running the ball and, you know, catching the ball out of the backfield. Dylan Downing had some good runs. So Purdue got its running game, you know, maintained its running game even without uh, Mockaby uh, in there. So there was some, you know, some positives from the, the, the offensive standpoint, but should have had a touchdown with Jalen Graham. Uh, I think that would have led to some more points 
down, you know, throughout the game. Because, uh, you know, at that point, Northwestern's got to take a few more chances because you're down 18 as opposed to only being down. Uh, or you were down, uh, it was 14 to 3 at the time. So if it goes 21 to 3, you're, you know, Northwestern's down 18 and they've got to probably pick it up a little bit and they probably have a few more mistakes than what you would normally think. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, be back during the week, hopefully, with an IU preview. We got uh, Purdue basketball later in the week going to Oregon uh, to play West Virginia and the Phil Knight legacy. If they win that, uh, they'll most likely get Gonzaga on Friday night late. Um, so we'll see how that works out for basketball. Uh, so a big tournament coming up for them. Uh, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll be back uh, after those games to, to recap. And then uh, the, the bucket game on Saturday uh, between Purdue and IU in Bloomington. Well, thanks for stopping by. Uh, appreciate it. And uh, have a good day, good night, or whatever, whenever you're listening to this. And, uh, again, we'll be back uh, next week uh, to, to recap and preview what's what's coming up uh, over the Thanksgiving uh, weekend.